Hello and welcome to the Saving Podcast number eight. We are a company on a mission to enable online citizens to withstand today's mass surveillance so that everybody can reclaim their privacy and enjoy cyber freedom. It's the podcast where you can take part of this venture and be more hands-on with us. Uh, we hope to give you a good glimpse of what happens and feel free to join our Reddit, give us input, ask any questions that is at r slash saving. So today's episode, I've got Daniel with me back again. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Sure. So the last one was a good one and it's nice to have you back. Today, we're going to be talking about your talk at a Golang meetup. So that's exciting. You had the talk on Tuesday, didn't you? Uh, yes, Tuesday evening. Okay. So I think I'd like to start off with giving some context, like you giving a talk at the Golang meetup, like what is, what is Go or Golang? So Go, um, which is called, like when you talk about it, but um, officially, called, officially called Golang so that you can, um, well, search for it better um, online, is a language created by Google 10 years ago. And Google somehow came to the conclusion that, that um, there is no language language out there that fits their exact use case, which is um, creating uh, services um, that run on their servers that um, are able to to handle loads of connections, um, scale really well, and be safe. And what they've been using up to that point is a lot of C. And so they set out to, to make a new language and they created Go. And Go is looks somewhat um, borrows features from, of course, C. It's very similar to C. It also has things that are similar to Java and um, is a very nice language. It is statically typed. Um, it mm -hmm. compiles, and what's really what? beautiful about it is you get a compiled binary out of it that you can just run on any um, any system that it can target. It so just to to slow you down a bit. It's a programming language yes. developed by Google because their the current languages at that time didn't meet their requirements. Exactly. And what 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 were you talking about the compiling? So yes, the so the, the main things or the main attributes you could say of that language are is that it's it's not a script language. It compiles to a binary that you can run. It um, is statically typed, which means that variables have to be of some type. They can't just be um, dynamically changed. And which also helps a lot when programming because the um, linters and stuff like that can tell you a lot earlier if there's a bug um, in your program. And it's garbage collected, which means that you don't have to take care of freeing up space used before, which is um, very convenient because the problem with, with C is that you have to um, first allocate 
space in your RAM, um, your memory, and then when you're finished, you you have to free it again, or it will be used, stay marked as used until um, you eventually run out of memory and everything crashes. So yeah, I'd like to chip in there and explain that like for the non-techies. So whenever you program, you set variables and in certain languages, just like a process is run and then a variable is set and this is like repeated a million times for a million users. And a few languages, you have to get rid of that variable and free up the memory again. And like Daniel said, otherwise it would just, you will run out of memory. And then the server crashes, I guess. What happens if, if you run out of memory? So if you run out of memory, the well, the OS um, kicks in and um, finds the process that eats everything. And the it will just start killing things at some point. And the, the server won't crash in that sense. Um, but the service will, which is synonym to server in most cases. So the server will just kill your your program, and your service will die. Okay, technically yeah, that speaking. sounds good. <laughs> so, um, so Go it does all the garbage collecting for you then. Exactly. So that, that there's some overhead here, and that's not um, is is of course not as fast as C, but it's still really fast. And so how this so compared to Java, where you have this Java runtime installed everywhere. Um, Go does this by shipping a very small runtime in the binary it builds. So every Golang binary has a very small part of overhead compiled into the binary that does all the management for you. And that's mostly convenient and um, makes it easier and faster to write code. Okay, that sounds nice. And you said it was developed by Google and like as a privacy company, shouldn't that concern us like using a Google language? Well, um, in, in general it should, but with, um, with like a lot of things done by big companies, um, they just face certain challenges that they just have the money to throw at and fix. So, um, both Google and Facebook and Amazon and, and other big companies, they create a lot of very interesting tools um, for system administrators, for developers that are really helpful. And um, often these tools get open sourced. So there's a lot of technology from Facebook, Google and Amazon out there that gets um, used by a lot of people. Um, one of the Big ones here is React, which is a front-end framework um, developed by Facebook that is really, really popular at the moment and kind and of you say, started a new era of front-end development. And you say it's like a lot of people and developers then use it, but isn't that like, doesn't that bear the risk that the code sends data home to Facebook or Google? Um, I will, I will go into this just looking at Golang and not the other technologies because that would be a stretch too far for now. So okay. just looking at Golang. Um, so 
What Google actually developed is a language specification. So it's not even code yet. There's, it's just a huge document telling is, how is things work. Open as well, just like the code from. It code. is. It is. Of course, it is. So, um, and the 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 GoLang specification and the GoLang like official um, tool chain is open source. But the important thing thing is actually just the language specification because that's the definition of the language, and anyone can then build their own compiler for it, and that happens. So next to the official GoLang toolchain, there's a GoLang compiler um, in the GCC project, which is the GNU C compiler, um, which not only compiles C, but also compiles a lot of other languages. And you can also compile your skill source code with that GNU software project. So there already is an alternative to the Google toolchain, but of course the Google toolchain has a lot of conveniences built in. That's why it's primarily used by developers. So both the language, to repeat myself, both the language and the toolchain is open source by Google and is open sourced under the BSD license, which is very open. There is practically no restriction whatsoever on it and you can at any point in time just take everything fork it and start out your own language based on golang um, so because it is open source uh, everybody can inspect it and when like i assume that google does not call home in the in all of these projects because otherwise somebody would see it it would get a and there would be an outcry and people could just fork it and put that out again and then use the alternative. Yes. Is that yes. correct? So the, the, the program that creates programs using, using Go um, is open source and you can verify what's in there, what is not. And of course, Google theoretically could put something in every pro Go program, um, but of course it would be... Um, obvious immediately and everyone which is using some fork or something like that okay yeah yeah I I well I I do know this um, but it's interesting and it's also good to point that out for people who, who maybe have the question why we are using mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah that'd be also interesting thing to touch for a moment is why do we actually choose to use Go and not some other language? And the reason for that is that um, the Go language is it has matured very far already in its 10 years, which is young for a programming language, actually. What do you mean by matured? Um, so it is, um, it is really stable. And there's just, there's no, um, everything is clear. There's no, nothing gets uncertain about it. There's not, um, there, there are no mi big missing features. There's nothing that needs immediate change or is really made in a way that it's not, um, 
usable in the sense that it hinders developers. So it is, um, the language also is very simple um, in comparison to other languages such as C++ already, which adds features all the time to their language. And that's also why I like Go, is that it is um, developed by a company which has a tight grip on how it's how development um, continues. Because that's something that you can see with a lot of languages that are governed by a community, that they're they kind of accept um, a lot of features because they say, well, it doesn't hurt to have that one. Let's just accept that feature too. And Google says no to a lot of things. And that keeps the programming language clean. That keeps it um, pleasant to use. And I like their their approach to that and how they keep things simple. And they say, if, if there's something that needs a, just a couple lines of Go, there's not going to be a convenience function in the standard library. And that's, I think I like the simplicity that they, they use and I like all the concurrency and it's made for services and Portmaster, um, the firewall and Gate 17, the privacy network, they are services and that's exactly what they are. So I think that's a very good match. Um, and the second big thing is why we're using Go is that the standard library is amazing. Almost everything you you need from a from a language. So all the normal um, HTTP things, all the network stuff, um, also rendering, um, cryptography. Everything is there. There's it's not. We don't need that many third party libraries. And I just love how good and thought through the standard libraries. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's it's like you touched on multiple things there, but one one was it's that Go is a modern language. So, in in comparison to C, or I guess there are even older languages than that. Like it seems like Google developed uh, picked the good parts from the old one, all old languages, and threw a lot of money onto it. I guess. Mm -hmm. to not forget some crucial elements uh, so that it is stable, just as stable as other languages yeah. who have yeah. who like have needed the experience over the decades to become more and more stable. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing was saying no to extra features. That is surely... Yeah, I, I guess if, if you compare it like with a bus or something and then you have this community bus and everybody wants to add some features and like somebody feels you should have a music system in there and somebody thinks you should have a toilet and then it just becomes this huge bus but the real function it should do is just drive <laughs> and Google, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. with it being a company uh, project, I'd say they can decide. Yeah, but yeah. it's... it's th that, that's what I like about it. It's it's simple. Yeah. And I don't take forever to learn everything I can do because I, I know the basic building blocks and I can do everything with that already. Yeah, it's, it's what I enjoy about programming as well is 
Like I work with Ruby on Rails and they have their same convention over configuration. Mm-hmm. So they are also focused on keeping things simple and yeah, having the basic tools, but they are very good mm-hmm. and you don't need all these extra shiny things mm-hmm. that might help in an edge case or whatnot, yeah. but you yeah. usually don't use it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. Um, I think I'd wrap up the Go mm-hmm. for now. So what is a meetup for somebody who doesn't know? So meetups are places where um, are more events where the community around a certain topic meets and exchanges and there are talks about things and um, it's a lot of getting together. It's um, the main thing is really the community where you get to know people that are using the same thing or are into the same thing. So there's there are meetups for like everything, like yeah. every topic you can think of. There probably is a meetup somewhere, um, at least in the in the big cities. Um, in the small cities, you tend to only have meetups to topics that are like more common, of course. But in the big cities, you can find anything, and so it's just kind of a way to like come together in. Um, in this digital um, world where we just meet online and then we have these meetups where we come together. So in person and exchange. Yes. Yes. So, and there, there's like everything under the sun, like from Star Wars to books, to movies, to comics and programming languages. So people who are very excited about go, they go to the meetup. You, you were having a talk. (laughs) Exactly. So how how did it how did it work uh, how did it go that you were invited to a talk uh, to talk or to have a presentation how did that happen That was really funny so um it actually started out with me and and Raphael our CEO talking about how we could go about finding someone that we could hire to um help us out with goline development and one idea we had was, well, why don't we just go and check out um, a meetup and get to know people there and maybe we'll find someone there that's looking for a job. And we were like, yeah, that's cool. And we ordered some t-shirts um, where we had our um, uh, website address and we were hiring written uh, kind of below our necks. So the people would see, and that is pretty standard that we are hiring at the back of the t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're like, we we can do this. This isn't like we we won't isn't step magic. We 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 don't step on we won't step on anyone to, uh, anyone's toes if we do this. So let's do that and, and go there. And so I signed up for this meetup um, in Vienna, and then I notice um, this meetup has a kind of a discussion forum attached in the web interface on meetup.com and I click into that and there's a message from a guy um, that who, who like basically said I am moving to Vienna soon um, is there any um, well it's kind of how can I find a job not directly but in that sense 
And I was like, oh, interesting. The, at that time, the post um, was already three or four months old. So I wasn't sure. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write him anyway. So that was in the in the forums of the meetup website? Of the group. So the, every group there has some kind of discussion functionality. Discussion, okay. Yeah. So when I just, I just um, pinged him and told him, hey, we're coming to the meetup. Um, I saw that you're maybe interested in a job. Can we talk? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's talk. Uh, that's cool. Um, and then I was like, cool, I'm looking forward to that meetup. But then um, a week later or so, um, he pings me again and tells me, hey, I, I actually would have been scheduled to talk at that meetup, but there's something else going on and they want his talk to be at that other meetup. And he asked me if I would like to do a talk. I'm like, oh, yes, I guess. So, <laughs> so, so, you were like asking somebody from the forums if you want if you wanted to chat uh, regarding a job offer, mm -hmm. and then he came back to you and said, hey, I actually should give the presentation, but I cannot. And then would you be able to do that? Yes, exactly. So what I didn't realize at that point that he was actually a, the co-organizer of that meetup. So I didn't I didn't um, get that the first time around. And so okay. I then started thinking about what to talk about. And um, pretty quick, I, I came to the conclusion that um, what, what one part of a software would be really um, beneficial for the community if I just can tell about um, what we experienced and how we solved certain problems. Um, to give you context, um, our um, main product, which is kind of the firewall and also the network um, combined into one piece of software, um, consists of about 70 um, packages, which is like um, single units of logic, which are all connected together. And at some point, this so this wasn't just one, one GitHub repo, it's like kind of one folder. And at some point, this was just too much, and I decided to split this into multiple repos, and one of that repos became what we now call port base, which is a collection of basic utilities that are not specific to our service, but um, just tackle um, certain difficulties of running a service in Go. And mm -hmm. so I, I took the time there to talk about the challenges we had in creating the software, our product, and, and talked about and showed a couple of the solutions that we implemented and then we have now in this port base repository on github and that, that was really cool to somehow share very technical basic things that we were doing here and the talk was really well received um there were lots of questions and i think there was a really cool thing to to go and invest in that community and to share how how we work at safety Nice. So, so for me to wrap my head around what you were talking about, it was like since you're developing Go and the you 
develop a lot of small architectural units, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, if they become too many, you have to split them. You split them up because it, it was just too much at, uh, at one place. Mm -hmm. And you were then talking about the challenges of that process. Uh, no. So um, I was so the I split this up multiple repos, and one of the repos was just generic stuff, not specific to our product. And I talked about why we needed that generic stuff uh -huh. and how we solved problems with that generic stuff. So um, it's kind of a library that anyone anyone can use to build a service in Go um, with a lot of um, helpers such as like startup and shutdown procedures, module management, uh, a database layer, um, stuff like that. So just um, utilities that help you build your service. Okay. Yeah, so that was surely very technical, also the talk itself. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess it was fitting the audience very well. Yes, yes, it was really great. And there are also the was really cool, like somehow, I forgot how it was exactly, but somehow they have some sponsoring going on where a company is professionally recording the talks and then putting them ah, okay. on YouTube. So my talk was recorded and will be on YouTube within a week or so. Maybe that sounds interesting. For, for all the Golang devs listening, we can put uh, a link in the description yeah, whenever, I, whenever it's available. I already saw the photo photos on Twitter mm -hmm. and saw that they were talking about publishing it soon. So when it comes out, so probably when you the most people who listen to this, who knows, maybe it's already up there. Just check out the description. Uh, yeah, but that's exciting. Regarding the talk, I saw or yeah, you wore a yellow T-shirt. So, yeah, I why <laughs> why did you wear a yellow T-shirt? If I may ask. So, we we were ordering these T-shirts, and um, like I was going for blue, normal, like dark blue, like um, very um, normal, you know. It's but, the Sweden colors if you combine them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the Swede here. <laughs> exactly. So then. Um, Rafa started with, nah, I'm going to choose this color and, and, and Daniel, you, you get the yellow one. <laughs> yeah. He, he was choking around with like awful colors. I was like, okay, I, I, I get your point. We, um, we somehow want to get some attention and I was like, orange is cool. And like, nah, it's okay. I'll take yellow. And so, um, I was given the yellow t-shirt. Um, very uh, bright. Okay. At the important thing is at that point I didn't yet know I'm will be giving a talk, so <laughs> I was thinking about not wearing the yellow T-shirt. Um, because I was then giving a talk, but I was like, nah, um, I will, I will. It's okay. It's Ye yellow is a beautiful, courageous. <laughs> beautiful color. I love that and yellow get, yeah. and. <laughs> And if for anybody who wants to look at the pictures on Twitter, he definitely stuck out. So yeah, definitely. So uh, that, that, that worked. For that as well. it, it, it really did work. So yeah. I got attention. <laughs> <laughs>
Did, did you get any comments on, on the t-shirt? Well, no, actually. I'm going to think about it. I don't think... Well, I didn't. Maybe Raphael did. Um, okay. <laughs> Slightly going to, uh, like, uh, <laughs> going to Raphael and asking, hey, why, why did Daniel wear a yellow t-shirt? <laughs> so, but so no, I, I guess it's, it's good. It's all good. For, for reference, on, on the front of the t-shirt, we had... Um, so in big letters, net neutralizer, which is um, a fun word Raffle came up with a year ago where um, he had some crazy ideas about um, some Kickstarter um, tiers. He's like, yeah, one tier is going to be the internet, the escalator. One tier is going to be <laughs> called the net neutralizer. And that's where we got that name from. And like, yeah, we'll just put that on a t-shirt. Because to some extent, that's what we're doing here. So I think we're like neutralizing the web for our customers um, so that they can yeah. have a web that does not um, censor, that does not um, uh, slow down specific content and all that stuff. So Exactly. And as soon as you put it, something on a t-shirt, it's cool. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was this your first public talk? Um, let me think about that. So public. Um, so I have I have done some public speaking before, um, not for safing. Um, okay. It it was the first public talk. Which as... will end up on YouTube. Yes, that, yes, that's true. And the first public tag talk kind of um, at my time um, at Safing. Okay. Because I had other talks, but they were like behind closed doors kind of. Like I was invited to speak at a security, an internal security meetup at the biggest ISP of Austria. And I presented my stuff there. Also, mainly Gate 17, the privacy network. And so that was, but that was really cool, but that wasn't public. That was just yeah, um, that was invite internal. only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So were you nervous this time or? No, I don't think so. It's, it's until, until the point where, where I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. Or because I don't know, like, okay, how's it gonna be? What I'm gonna talk about? But as soon as I was there, I saw like how this is, and I got the feel for the community. I was like, this is gonna be cool. And I actually enjoyed giving the talk and, and talking about stuff. It's always easy to talk about stuff that you like know your way in and out. So, yeah, definitely. There was nothing that I was like, um, I hardly know everything that I'm talking about. But I just I just can dive into any detail as far as I want to instantly. So it's just having a chat with a group of people asking me stuff. And so that was really fun, actually. Was there also a, a time for Q&A? So were yeah, people so from the audience asking there, there stuff? Were, there were a lot of questions um, after the talk. I don't think they're, they're on the recording. I don't think the the recording has 
at least all the questions. Um, but okay. yeah, that was cool is to give um, also get feedback, um, answer some detailed questions, and then uh, also um, there's there was like free pizza and and Ooh, drinks. Free pizza. And <laughs> so afterwards, there was there, we we met a couple people and also then continued to to talk and have a chat with with numerous um people there we're very nice people like i'd love to go again let's see when i have time time to yeah nice that's cool and uh in in that context i well also because of some internal decisions we made and stuff but you got a new profile image for your social media for twitter uh so it's not a comic anymore but it's like your face and your shoulders <laughs> so how does that feel <laughs> that's an interesting question um so um until now i've been very cautious with my online presence which yeah. just included this comic like avatar and my first name um so i've never um in my i'd say um adult life shared um publicly um a picture of me or my last name and it was kind of a process of realizing okay we are building this this privacy um startup and to gain credibility and to be able um, for our customers to trust us, we have to give up our privacy f um, just a little to parts of it. Parts, yeah. yeah to to let to have them see that we're real people, that we care about them, and to, to like gain their trust. Because no yeah. nobody's gonna trust a black avatar um, with a last name. So yeah, it's, it's been a very similar process at, at mine as well. Just digesting the fact that we are the founders and that we have to become public figures mm -hmm. in some sense, uh, way. Like we don't have to completely give up our privacy, but we at least have to show the world who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that is definitely something we'll we'll also be talking about about that process and about these decisions. And also, what what exciting news will follow? But yeah, so I guess you're getting used to the feeling of that. I'm not sure. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I guess the last question for today: Do you feel I should get a new one as well? Um, I, I do actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well if we, we we're gonna publish a video in a few in a few months so people will see me anyway you, so that yeah. is like the you, you don't have to show the front of your face but at least kind of something from the side or something like that also just makes you more relatable more personal and i think it's important to to kind of show ourselves to some extent um, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is, it's a process. It's the a the process. thing is, <laughs> until now, on on our um, about page or our values page on the homepage, 
you were the one showing the least and now both Rafti and you are showing your face up front and I'm like a tiny man in the background mm -hmm. and <laughs> so now I'm the, the least private one uh, least public picture mm -hmm. that's true so yeah but yeah Anyway, if, if I guess if you have an opinion about that, let us know on the subreddit. There's a thread for this podcast, so tune in and voice your opinion if I should have a new profile pic. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what they will say. Yeah, me too. I, I hope it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thank you very much for joining again and for giving us an overview of the talk and the tech aspects or tech decisions we are pretty neck deep in work uh, we got but we do have exciting stuff coming soon a few nice announcements the next week and feel free to ping us on our subreddit r slash saving and yeah thank you thank you daniel you're welcome it was fun and thank you for listening have a good one see ya bye bye